Hello, and welcome to Wagon Wheel Coffee Table. It's a film podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Wagon Wheel Coffee Table podcast. Um, I am your host, Ellis. Welcome. Um, I was going to do carry on doing the interesting film facts at the beginning of an episode. Um, but I'm just, I'm already tired of looking for a, a facts. Um, so I'm not going to do that anymore. Um, I do just have a, a fish finger sandwich because I'm only 22 years old. Um, I had it with a bit of cheese and uh, ketchup. It was very nice, and I toasted the the bread slightly. It was lovely, absolutely delightful. Let me tell you. Um, Spotify Rap came out recently. Um, I can't really remember what mine. Oh, that just played a bit of music. Then hope you didn't hear it. Um, I can't remember what my like top artists and stuff were, but I'm just going to go through it now, and uh, you can you can explain it as it's going. I hope everyone's happy with theirs. Um, there's a few things I don't really understand. Um, enough about 2022, let's talk about you. Welcome to your rap, Telus. Thank you. This year you ventured into the genreverse. Ooh. You explored 12 different genres. Look at you, you little astronaut. God. So my top genre was rock, then pop, then indie rock, then indie soul, then indie folk. <laughs> Wide spectrum there, really wide spectrum there. From sunrise to sunset, you kept it interesting. I don't know what this means. Your morning started with bravado, wistful, tender. I don't know if that means the kind of music I was listening to in the morning was different to everything else. Like, you seized the day with nostalgia, peppy, love core. I don't know what this means. You embraced the night with bittersweet, exciting, and nervous. Like, I don't know if that means the kind of music I was listening to, but I don't think I listen to different kinds of music depending on what day it is. I listened for 21,000 minutes. It's more than 77% of other listeners in the United Kingdom. Wow. With one song, it was Love at First Listen. My top song was Oh Baby by LCD Sound System. Uh, If you don't know LCD Sound System, give it a go. Oh Baby's not even my favourite song by them. I think I just listened to it a lot this year. Um, But me and my friends really like this band. We went to see them live this year. I listened to it 44 times with the most listens on March 15th. Interesting. I don't know what happened that day. You played 691 songs, but these played again and again and again. My top songs were Oh Baby by LCD Sound System, Someone Great by LCD Sound System, which is my favourite of their songs, Open by Rai, which is a weird one. I don't feel like I listen to it that often. But, you know, why not? Um, and then Disorder and Love Will Tear Us Apart by Joy Division. Now, I think Joy Division are in my top five artists of the year. But I only know like three of their songs, and those are two of them. The other one's Atmosphere, and that I've been listening to for years. So I don't really understand. Um, but anyway, um, I, I mean, all those are good songs, but I just, I thought some other songs like by some other bands would be in there. You got me a playlist, thank you. I've been listening to that a lot recently. I spent 985 minutes listening to podcasts. Films to be over with, the Planet, Off Menu, Tifo Football Podcast, and Castcast Moviecast. I said some of those too quickly and wrong, but those are some good podcasts. Films to be buried with, I spent 2,387 minutes watching. Is that a lot? I don't know. I'm really disappointed with my listening personality. 
Uh, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called like, what's it called? The Enthusiast. So that basically means I never change my opinion. Uh, you're a super fan. When your favourite artist releases music, you're among the first to know, going above and beyond to show your support. My friend got like nomad, which means like listening to lots of different things, and that's way cooler. <laughs> um, but thank you for spending 2022 with us. No, that's no problem, mate. That's no problem. So my top artists were the 1975, which is the same every year. Always, or always, but we call it always. Elvis LCD Sound System, Lord and Joy Division. Same, like Joy Division, I've, I know like three of their songs like well and listen to three of their songs a lot. Which is weird. I must listen to those just a lot then. Um, but yeah, that was my Spotify wrapped. I'm kind of happy with it. I'm not one to post it on Instagram because I'm, I have a weird thing about my music taste. Like, I don't really play music in front of anyone unless I definitely know they like that music. Um, I, I even can't really listen to music with the windows down. I don't know. I just have this weird thing about it. But, you know, I'm have, I'm kind of happy. It's, it's a fair reflection of what I've been listening to, like, always and always and lcd sound system i saw live this year so i listened to a lot of them um always had a new album out so i listened to a lot of that 1975 had a new album out so you know it, it makes sense um let's get into the episode then um i haven't actually watched the film that i'm doing today's episodes on what i thought so i had this idea for kind of a, it's kind of a format um where i watch some classic films and like it's it's a, it's a way of me finally watching some classic films. So in today's episode, I'm watching Cinema Paradiso. Um, it's a film that I think I'll love. Um, that's kind of why I haven't watched it yet, because I don't know why. <laughs> that doesn't really make sense that I know I'll love a film, so I haven't watched it. But it's about like childhood innocence and movies and... I don't know, I like films with that kind, those themes of childhood innocence, I like movies, obviously, um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to this, actually, I think I really like this film, that's a film that's been on my watch list for a long time, um, so I'm looking forward to it, I don't know anything about the, um, the, uh, the, the, what's it, why can't I not remember this word, the story, oh my god, I couldn't remember the word story, I don't know much about the story. Um, actually, I'm going to read the synopsis now. Just why not? I probably shouldn't. But A celebration of youth, friendship, and the everlasting magic of the movies. See, that just sounds like my kind of film. A filmmaker recalls his childhood when he fell in love with the movies as his village's theatre formed a deep friendship with... Oh, sorry. A, a filmmaker recalls his childhood when he fell in love with the movies at his village's theatre and formed a deep friendship with the theatre's projectionist. Hmm, okay. That sounds like... That sounds wonderful. I'm sure it's filled with political backdrop... A political backdrop that I won't, that I won't fully understand. Um, but I can't wait. When is it? Um, I don't know where it's from. What... What... Um, What um, what language is this? I know it's not English, obviously, but oh, it's French. Interest. Oh, no, it's Italian. <laughs> I was like, Paradiso. That doesn't sound very French. Is the yeah, it's Italian. Yeah, I don't know why. I went. I was on Letterbox and I looked in countries, and one of them said France. Maybe it's just shot in France. Some of it. 
But language is Italian. Okay, nice. Similar films, The Notebook, apparently. Similar films, Benjamin Button, About Time. Wow, this is going to be a wild ride if the, all these are very similar. Similar films, The Fault in Our Stars. Similar films, A Walk to Remember. <laughs> okay. Similar films, Bicycle Thieves. Now, I loved Bicycle Thieves. Um, and to be honest, the only similarity from what I can see is that it's about a child, child's innocence. Um, but that's that was a wonderful film, Bicycle Thieves. I really liked it. And it's under 90 minutes as well, which is an amazing, <laughs> amazing plus point. Um, anyway, okay, so I haven't seen Cinema Paradiso yet. I've got it on in front of me. It's on Amazon, but apparently it's free with ads. So we'll guess how, I'll see how frequent those ads are. And I might get tired of it and pay for it. But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to watch it with ads. Um, so, yeah, you'll you'll see me in... I think it's like a two-hour-long film. You'll, you'll, you'll hear me, sorry, not see me, in two hours after I've watched this film. I hope I like it. I have pretty high expectations. I think with this like series about watching classic films there'll be some that I'm like I don't think I'm going to like this um I have planned to watch a few films um that I've been putting off cuz I'm like oh it's going to be a slog it's so long like Lawrence of Arabia I'm planning on watching that for this podcast it's so long I'm just I I was going to watch that today maybe I was thinking about watching it today but I just saw the runtime I was like, I can't be asked it's it's not even like late. It's it's nearly eight o'clock at night at the minute, so it's not that late. I could, in theory, watch it, but I just it's just so tiring to watch a film that's that long. I'm sh- I mean, I'm sure it's amazing. I'm sure I'd like it, but not right now. Not right now. I feel like that's a film that I have to be in the mood to watch. Anyway, let's watch Cinema Paradiso. I'll see you in two hours. I'll hear you'll hear me in two hours. I won't see you. You'll hear me in two hours. <laughs> Oh boy, um, that was amazing. Um, I just finished literally the credits. I've just paused the credits now. Um, yeah, so it, I loved it. Um, <laughs> the surprise. I, I don't know. I was, I was debating whether I should kind of take a moment take a half an hour an hour just to write up some notes and write up some thoughts and think about what I want to say and give some some sort of analysis but I just I don't know I, I just want to talk about how amazing it was um I'm not going to say probably I'm not going to say anything that hasn't already been said about this film but I I thought it was wonderful. Um, I thought I didn't I didn't know that the film would take place over the entirety of this this of Toto's life. Um, I thought it was just going to be him as a kid. I didn't know it would be him as a teenager and him as a, a grown man. Um, and each part, each era. I guess of his life was as interesting as the last. Obviously, the majority of the film we spend with him as a small child, but and that kid, man, what an actor! What, a, oh man, it was exactly like it. It gave me the same feeling that Bicycle Thieves did. Less heartbreaking than Bicycle Thieves, I think, or less 
Well, to be honest, this film was pretty sad, but not until later on, but... Just... This child just conveyed so much, and... Just this wonder, and this happiness, and this just... Kind of cheekiness about him was amazing. This kind of... He knows how cute he is, and he knows how much he can get away with, and he knows how to manipulate people, because his smile's so adorable. <laughs> um... I thought, obviously, this is... Uh, I found it incredibly romantic, this film. Not only when he was a teen, when he was a young adult or a teenager with his... with um, I can't remember her name. But I feel like in any other film, that relationship would... I wouldn't have really liked it just because it... I don't know. It just... I think they don't do a lot to kind of show that they're in love. But for some reason, because I just spent so long with Toto and I was in the the romance of the film I just believed it completely and like genuinely heartbroken that they never met again and but I mean this film is also romantic with films you know like this it treats films as something sacred and it's more than just love it's I don't know how to explain it but I loved that there was a couple that met in the cinema from, like, they locked eyes across the room, then you see them on a date at the cinema, then you see them with a kid, and then you see them old at his funeral. And then there's... It captures, like, the man saying the lines along to the film whilst crying. I think we've all been there. I don't know about crying, but at least saying the words before they come up on the screen because... You love it and you're into it so much. The the priest who used to who watched the films and cut out all the the porn, as he says, bits, like tapping his. I think he was like tapping his fingers along to the beat and the rhythm of the film. That's 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 just so perfect. And it's only I I don't even know if that's true if or if he was just tapping his fingers along, but it seemed like it was within the rhythm of the film. Like, he loved the film so much, and he was tapping his... Oh, I don't know, I just... That's what films can do, man. I just... I just... Ah, oh, it was just everything I wanted it to be. It was everything I wanted it to be, this film. Like, and it could... I didn't know how it was going to end. And Well, you kind of knew it was going to end with the funeral, but... With the... I'll tell you something, right? No film has done a montage as good as this. There was, like, three montages in this film, and... There's never been better ones. There's a montage of Toto learning how to use the projector, which was beautiful. A montage of him and his girlfriend falling in love, beautiful. And a montage at the end with all the all the cutout scenes of people kissing, which going through the whole film and then get and then that being the ending is just so perfect. So so perfect, and him just him as a as a man who's maybe fallen out of love with cinema, doesn't go to the cinema as much. Has tried to like cut him, distance himself away from the life he used to have. Is he's brought back and moved to tears because of what he's been shown by his idol and his mentor. I just thought it was beautiful. I think on another day I would have cried at this film at many parts, during the funeral at the end. When the, when there's the fire and it's burning down and he's dragging him away. I don't know how he carried him down those stairs, but there you go. I just... 
it was it was amazing. I, I I don't I honestly don't know what to say. I was expecting to say more, and I probably should have thought about more what I wanted to say. And this is gonna be a pretty short podcast, probably. What else do I want to say? What else do I? I I've been to Italy quite a lot in my life. I have family who used to live there. Um, and it just made me miss it a lot more. I mean, imagine just and it, the the town that they lived in wasn't really like the town that I stayed stayed near in Italy, but I don't know, just the buildings and the scenery and the sun and the 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 language it just took me back to my childhood, like spending some a, a week in Italy in the summer uh, every few years. You know, it was. I don't know. Oh, that's just... Uh, it's its an iconic shot of the kid looking at the film and his face brightening up, but... Uh, it's just... That, the amazement that that kid could portray on his face was amazing. That's why, I mean, obviously, that's why he got the film. That's why he got the job, but... I don't know. I thought it was... I thought it was... a pretty special film, and I can see why everyone loves it. Yeah... It was. I was just so romantic. I don't know. It like even though the, the love story between him and his girlfriend wasn't. What, wait, what's the girlfriend's name? Elena. Even though that took up maybe like half an hour of the film, twenty minutes of the film, the rest of the film still felt so romantic and so tender and so loving. There was so much love in this film. Like love. For films, love for romance, love of human connection. And I think it's, this is actually something that I thought about at the end. When he's going through the ruins of of Cinema Paradiso. I think this is quite a, um, what's the word, relevant film maybe? When when was this film made actually? 1980, 1988 came out. Because at the minute, there's a lot of debate in film, I guess. Can I say that? In film. Um, about cinemas, about streaming services, about TV, all that kind of thing. And you know, streaming is ruining cinemas recently. Like, as I'm recording this next week, Top Gun Maverick is coming back into cinemas and things like Bones and All, After Sun, um, oh, what's the other one? There's another one as well. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. I, oh, I can't remember, but like, and all these like smaller films are getting a shorter release time. Like they're in cinemas for a week and then they're on streaming or they're never seen again. Or I don't know. Like Glass Onion is only in cinemas for a week and then they're putting it on Netflix. Like, Whereas Top Gun's going back into cinemas. I haven't seen Top Gun Maverick. It's very I've heard it's very good. But you know what I mean? It's going back into cinemas. And, you know, Godzilla last year or this year, whatever that was, was straight to streaming, but also in cinemas. And there's a whole kerfuffle about that. Like, Chris Nolan doesn't like streaming. Denis Villeneuve doesn't like streaming. You know, people saying cinemas, cinema's dying. No one wants to go to the cinema anymore. Everyone wants to sit at home. And and I'm I'm sitting here watching a film that's celebrating cinema and celebrating going to the cinema, 
the ruin they're sh- literally showing the ruins of a cinema and they're saying that you know tv's here now and no one wants to go to the cinema them closing it down turn it into a parking lot and i'm sat here watching it on amazon prime it just it felt like i was doing a disservice watching this on amazon prime and watching this at home on on an xbox i don't know it just i think it's a film i want to see at the cinema at some point i want to see it at the prince charles or something see it in a, in a in a cinema that isn't that means something i don't know it just felt very relevant and it struck me at the end, like, through the film, I wasn't really thinking about it, but it struck me when he was walking through the ruins of the cinema and they were talking about it and he was reminiscing and being nostalgic towards this beautiful place that he remembered from his childhood. It just, it kind of struck me that at the minute we're having this conversation about cinemas shutting down and cinemas dying and... I don't know, it's sad that... I, don't, I, I mean, I don't think cinemas will die... Like there will, I think there will be less of them, but I, the consumer still wants cinemas. We film fans still want cinemas. We still go there. We still enjoy cin- films at cinemas, but it's coming very diluted at the minute. Um, like, oh, nothing else, nothing in, nothing big budget is out at the minute. Let's put Top Gun back in cinemas. Let's not give Bones and All. Let's not give After Sun. Let's not give. Um, Ticket to no, not ticket to Paris, you idiot. Triangle, triangle of sadness. Let's not give um, what else is out. Let's not give the menu. Let's not give. I don't know the Fablemans, even though that's not out in England yet. Let's not give these films a longer cinema run. Let's give Top Gun another go, shall we? Because you know what, it didn't make enough money the first time. I've, now the thing is, I've got nothing really against Top Gun Maverick. I've heard it's very good, and I want to see it. And I kind of I haven't seen the first one. I haven't seen the second one. I kind of want to watch both and talk about them on the podcast because apparently they're really good. Like it's not really that I've got anything against that film, but it just it really struck me when I was watching Cinema Paradiso that that it is it is like this cinema isn't dying. I don't think it's just becoming more diluted and. Even though I use streaming a lot, it's really helpful. I love being at home, being able to sit on my sofa and and get get a blanket and lie down and watch a film or watch a TV show or something. You know, like, I really enjoy streaming. It's helpful. Sometimes I don't want to go to the cinema and watch a film. I'll wait until it comes out on streaming because I can't be bothered sometimes, you know? So I'm not against streaming, it's just... Honestly, I don't know my opinion on it, really. Obviously, there's some happy medium where they live, they coincide, but I don't think that happy medium is Glass Onion doing really well for a week, but then then taking it out of cinemas and putting it on streaming. Like, that doesn't seem right. And putting, But then putting Top Gun Maverick back into cinemas. I don't know. It just doesn't make much sense to me. But I think this... I don't know, this 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 film reminds you what it is to go to the cinema and what it is to go to the cinema for the first time. Like, I I can't really remember the first time I went to the cinema, but 
I mean, I still get this feeling now when I go, but as a kid, going to the cinema was so exciting. I remember going to see The Incredibles at the cinema. I remember going to see Cars, the movie at the cinema. Obviously, these are Pixar films. These are big budget films, but big budget like studio films. But still, there's just the excitement of going there. And I still get it when I'm like, I'm so excited to see Aftersun. I cannot tell you how excited I am to see Aftersun. I'm, I've been, th- it's, it's all I'm thinking about at the minute. Like, when am I going to get to see it? When can I go and see it? When can I go and see it? And I haven't had the chance to see it yet. I'm so, like, I wouldn't get the same feeling if I was watching it at home. Like, if I was like, if it was, if it was on Netflix Aftersun, like, I wouldn't be thinking, oh, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. I probably would. But the act of going to a cinema and experiencing getting the popcorn and sitting down in your seat and the lights going down and the screen screen coming on, the the age rating coming on. I don't know. It's all part of the experience. And this just kind of reminded me of that. And obviously, I don't want to go into too much detail about where I work, but I work in a cinema. And I think sometimes I kind of see it as a job and nothing special and you know all those kind of things but although it's very different and feels very different it kind of made me appreciate that I can give that experience to someone else like I don't think many I don't think a lot of people go to the cinema and feel the way that this kid feels in this film but to be able to be have the opportunity or have the ability to give that experience to someone is a nice feeling like maybe tomorrow when I go to work a kid's going to go to the cinema for the first time and watch I don't know Strange World and that's going to be the film that makes them fall in love with films I don't know what I'm saying I don't really know if that's true or anything but I don't know just when I was watching this film when I finished this film and as I'm rambling on that entered that's entered my mind and even though this small independent cinema in Italy in the 80s or I guess the 50s it would have been it's even though my cinema is different to that it still can give the same experience to someone even though it's a little more mainstream and a little more you know diluted I can wish people can still experience that feeling and I think as long as people are still experience that feeling by any kind of film, it can be a Marvel film that can give you that feeling. Endgame was one of the best experiences I've ever had at a cinema. So it can be anything, you know. I'm not saying that it has to be independent films or films that are low budget or whatever. But I've honestly lost my train of thought now. <laughs> I hope I've made my point. I don't know what my point is, but I'm hoping I've made it. Um, in conclusion, I loved it cinema producer was excellent uh, I don't know what I'm going to rate it I haven't decided yet if you want to find out follow me on Letterboxd I'm sure I'll do the rating tonight um, yeah that was amazing that was amazing um, <sighs> I'm sorry I was just I just got distracted by reading people's reviews of with this film, but I'm not, I'm not going to go through them now. Um, I'll read those reviews later. But yeah, if you haven't seen this film, please do. I'm glad I finally watched it. Um, I'm going to try and watch more classics on while I'm doing this podcast. I've got some films I want to watch. 
that I'm dreading and also looking forward to. Um, and hopefully all of them are as good as this. And I love all of them as much as this. I'm not sure that that's true, but yeah, that was pretty special. I'm going to carry on watching the credits now because I want to... I kind of wish I'd watched the credits all the way to the end just to kind of get the whole feeling. And I don't know, when I... Phil, I went. To, I studied film at uni, and there they taught us to watch the whole credits. And there was a, like lots of different reasons for that, but the the thing that I get out of it is not like seeing the different jobs. I think that's what they were getting at. Like obviously, it's getting the full experience, but also seeing the different kinds of jobs you can get. But what I get out of it, because I don't do it a lot, but when I do do it, do do. <laughs> oh Jesus! I just ruined it. Um, what I do get out of it is. I can I kind of spend the credits thinking and taking a breath and then at the end I you kind of let out you, the shoulders relax you let out a sigh of relief and just go and the film's over and then you can form your opinion or whatever like that so I'm kind of wishing I'd watched the whole credits so I'm going to now finish the credits but thank you so much for listening to the Wagon Wheel Coffee Table podcast um, this has been Ellis watching Cinema Paradiso for the first time um i'm really glad i watched it um it was nice and please watch it as well if you haven't already and if you have seen it watch it again watch it again it's on it's on amazon also there was no there was no adverts like it said play with that play play for free with adverts and there was no adverts so that's that was that was that was nice um so yeah Thank you so much for listening. I probably said watch it. Thank you so much for watching again earlier. But thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Um, leave a rating or a review. Um, maybe leave... Maybe tell me about a film you've never seen and it's crazy that you've never seen it. I know that's a question from films to be buried with. But tell me about that. Maybe it'll give you some ideas. Um, or maybe tell me about a classic film that everyone loves and you don't like. Whatever you whatever you want, um, I don't really know. I still don't really know how podcasts work, but leave a review, a rating, tell me what you think. Um, yeah, thank you for listening. Goodbye. And you know what? Have a good have a good day. Have a good week. Have a good evening. Have a good whatever period of time you are having. <laughs> Goodbye.